Hi, I'm Daniel, and before the episode starts, I want to briefly talk to you about the Garden Outreach Project, a WCF program focused on putting faith into action. Our mission is to inspire and support Christadelphians in North America to share Christ's love through outreach initiatives. This is done by facilitating national and local outreach activities, supplying resources, and providing funds to help brothers and sisters serve those in need. For example, in 2020, over 40 ecclesial groups participated in our Bags of Love initiative, which saw over 800 sleeping bags distributed to shelters and those without a home. If you, your ecclesia, or CYC want to learn more and get involved with our latest initiative, please visit our website at www.thegardenoutreach.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Garden Outreach for the latest news and encouragement. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Garden Outreach podcast. Our mission at the Garden is to inspire the North American community or Christadelphian community to share Christ's love through outreach initiatives that show compassion to our neighbours, mainly through providing for their immediate needs, be that food, clothing, shelter or emotional support. And one way that we achieve this is in providing grants to brothers and sisters who see a need in the community and want to reach out and we can help with funding in order to enable people to do that. So today I'm talking to Ruth Ann Giordano and I'm going to ask her about her experiences in applying for a grant and what she did with the grant. But first, Ruth Ann, tell me a bit about yourself and your ecclesia. Okay. Well, let's see. My husband and I and our three kids live in this little burg called Fairfield, New Jersey, which is with no traffic about half an hour west of New York City. Right. So, and if you go a little further west, you get to our ecclesia, which is Schoolies Mountain. So can you tell me a bit about how you applied for the grant and what you wanted to use it for? Okay, so I had heard that the grants were available. Yeah. And I applied for helping out and showing support and care for the staff at the hospital that took such wonderful care of my mother-in-law the last three weeks of her life. Mm. So how did you decide to go about meeting the needs of the staff? What did you do with the grant? Well, one thing that was pretty obvious was that on, on one floor, the nurses were so busy, just constantly taking care of people. And... So figured, you know, what if we provide every single person on both floors that, that mom was on, what if we pro- just provide them food? And so, you know, I was thinking everyone from the doctors to the, even the janitors were fantastic. Mm-hmm. So every single person, mm-hmm. you know, just give them that opportunity to, make life a little easier as a way to say thank you for your caring. Yeah, I thought that was a a lovely idea. And was it a ward where 
they were nursing COVID patients or what exactly was going on there? The first floor that she was on, I don't really know what, what kind of patients they had other than mm-hmm. that her mom was, but mm-hmm. the COVID floor was on a different wing of the hospital. Yeah. So it was completely separate. Uh-huh. But I guess in any hospital to, to have a meal provided and not have to think about it was great. Great emotional support as well. So did you have any feedback how the medical staff were impacted by your gift? Got a lot of feedback. They were overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the support and they were kind of astonished that we would think of them afterwards, you know, after mm-hmm. mom fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And they were so thankful. They were so grateful. They were just, I don't know if I can adequately put it into words so much as just the looks on their faces was Mm. just really something I think beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And just thinking about outreach in terms of our faith Why do you think outreach is an important part of following the Lord Jesus Christ? And how did your faith maybe motivate you to do what you did? How your faith connected with reaching out to the medical staff and why you thought it was an important part of following the Lord Jesus Christ? I didn't realize at first how our, our family's faith was connected and how so deeply connected with our actions until here, until afterwards and hearing, hearing the feedback from the staff, because as believers and followers of the Lord Jesus, we don't see people as inconvenient or lesser if if there's an elder in our meeting we value them we know that that we need them Mm. that they have great value and so much to contribute and again if someone is is handicapped in some way in the meeting we know that person has value we know that we need them to help us as well as we need to help they help us we help them Mm. And so it's every person has value. So, of course, when mom was in the hospital, we had COVID limitations. So only one of us could could be there at a time, even though all of us wanted to squeeze in the room. But we worked out a schedule when who was going what day and we'd stay for the eight hours that we could. She came Mm -hmm. home for a few days and then went back in the hospital And then when she went back in, it was my husband. So for other reasons, other family members couldn't make it in to the hospital. So my husband took the weekends and I went in on the weekdays and did what we could. So we'd spend all day and we would talk to her and I would just naturally over the course of the day be talking to the staff that came in. I was noticing she was getting excellent care. And I was so thankful. And so I was just talking to everybody that came in and it was 
you know, listening to them, asking them for help, trying to make their life more convenient in the process of also taking care of, of mom. Mm-hmm. And so then when she got transferred to the hospice unit, everything continued and we were present. And I thought at first that the hospice unit was pretty much empty because I only saw one or two other people walking through the halls that weren't staff. I learned later that the hospice unit was fairly full. And what the staff told us was that our family made them so glad because they, we were showing that we cared about my mother-in-law because, because we did. And also because every person has value. Mm -hmm. And so because the other people that were there, they were just left in the rooms dying and no family there, even though a family member could come. And here we are in the room. And then I made sure that I had mom's iPad so mm-hmm. that she could talk to the rest of the family too. Yeah. We instructed the staff for how to charge her hearing aids so that she could hear the nurses and things like that. Mm. And I didn't realize later that, that that's part of living a life of faith is it affects the smallest of actions and you don't always realize it mm-hmm. until someone else points out the difference. And I thought about that, though, why is that, that other people aren't in with their families? That's terrible. And it dawned on me is, is because we value mom. We value her. She matters to us. But that's really a characteristic of a child of Christ. Is I don't think it's any different than anyone else would do who who says that they love the Lord. Yeah, I, I guess it's a demonstration that we are the body of Christ yeah. and that what we do for each other is done for him as if it were him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even down to the decisions, like the hard decisions the last week, we didn't know it was her last week, but we knew we were getting close. Mm. And our main drive was what's going to be the best for her. Mm. And you could see the relief on the social worker and on the hospice nurse. You could just see the relief on their faces. Okay. You want to know what's the best for her? This, 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 and this. All right. So let's do it. Mm. Because apparently a lot of people don't do that. They don't focus on what's best for the person. It's, well, what do I want? Mm. You know, and we, our whole family was in agreement. It's not mm-hmm. about us. It's about mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. didn't even, we weren't focused on, oh, I have to let my light shine. I have to let my light shine. But I think just because we've been working, that's been a part of day to day focus on Mm. I need to let my light shine it just happened automatically Mm. in that in that situation so it became very apparent that we were different to them and we let them know that this was not the end that mom would be raised that you know so we had opportunities to share the, the gospel with them. So we did as it was appropriate to do so. You know, we wouldn't yep. force the issue, but it naturally came up in situations like that. Of course. So yeah. Whenever it would, we would just fit it in the conversation. Mm. And so then bringing them food was just more of the care and concern. 
that we had showed just more, I think showing compassion for those who showed compassion on mom, mm. for example. Yeah. Because you could have limited your compassion to your mother-in-law, but you didn't, you chose to include everybody. Right. Which is another step forward. I guess from what you're saying is that we don't switch compassion and love off depending on who we're dealing with it's something that's there all the time so it doesn't matter whether it's a brother or sister in Christ or um, anyone <laughs> we're the same with everybody as, as Jesus was I think it's yeah. important to just to just have that as a part of our identity because then you don't have to remember. It just makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about that experience? There is one thing that I would like to share. Is because I made it a mental point of two things I can think of that I want to share. I made it a point to just greet everyone and thank everyone. So one afternoon a lady came in, she started picking up the garbage, taking the garbage out of the room. And so I said, hello. And I saw her name badge and I introduced myself and I asked her what she did. She says, oh, I go around the floors and I take the garbage out. And I thanked her for that because the place was spotless. Mm. And I just let her know how thankful I was for what she did. Then Mm. The look on her face shocked me because the way she responded non-verbally made me think that maybe most people don't even acknowledge her when she comes in a room. Yeah, yeah. And she seemed shocked that I was even speaking to her. Mm. And so that made me, I think, more aware of always be aware of all the people around Mm-hmm. And because it might make their day if you simply smile and say, hello, how are you? Mm. Or hello and thank you in this case. Yeah. And those are small things that we can all do. It's not an overwhelming thing just to say hello (laughs) and uh, (laughs) give a nice smile. That's lovely. 